Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. It has been a minute since we've been on the podcast. Yes. It's good to be back. It is very good to be back. Yes. We've been a little busy these days. To say the least. Yeah. Yeah, We've been working and uh, Wilson's been buying sports cars. So. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been moving and stuff. See. We do what we have to do. We're doing it wrong. (laughs) I'd rather buy the sport car, sports car, than uh, be working. Yes. Yeah, especially one as much fun as an Alpha. Alpha Romeo. Yeah. Mm. She's a beaut. The best uh the best equivalent I can think of or like like uh, the best compliment I can give that thing from based on what I've read about it and how they how you're describing it is it's uh it's probably the the modern day the best modern day equivalent to like a late eighties, early nineties M sedan. Mm. The uh good point. Like, like an old BMW. M5. Yep. Yeah. Good point. It feels that way. It's it's a screamer. I mean, it 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 lays the rubber down on the road yeah. and it holds the corners well and just that perfect balance of speed but comfort. And yep. It's it's an electric steering wheel, but it it still provides feedback. That's I cool. mean, I've had it in a four four you know uh, four wheel slide and and I never felt nervous at all about that's it. Awesome. See, that's what happens when you buy homes with Wilson. That's the experience you get in the car. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't eat anything prior to a showing. <laughs> well, I ask first, at least. Yeah. Are you, do you get car sick? Don't be worried if he shows up late to pick you up for a showing. You'll still get there on time. <laughs> that's right. That's awesome. <laughs> that is right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, well, a lot happening in the world, uh, real estate-wise and sports-wise. The... Uh, uh, Dallas Stars did not make it last night. Game seven. They were just so, going to the playoffs. So outmatched. Yep. They weren't hitting. They did not look like they were prepared. No, they looked like they were playing defense the whole game. Yep. It's tough. You know, I saw an article that said this is the first time. Let's see, see if I can say this correctly. This is the first time in the history where the same city has had multiple different types of sport playoffs of Game 7 happening on the same day. Yeah, isn't that hard to believe? Because the Mavs were also in Game 7 yesterday as well. Go Mavs. Did they huh. Did they win? I think they did, right? They won in great fashion. There, there, there was wow. a huge lead, wasn't there? I think the biggest lead was 46 points. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, they, the Suns caught up a little bit toward the end, but the Mavericks put it to them. That's, Heck, yeah. Wow. That's got to be rough for a Suns fan, but, man, that's kind of awesome. It was so sweet watching those. I mean, I don't like to speak ill of anyone, but it was so nice watching their reaction. Yeah, the camera would pan over to him. And oh no, you can speak that. You can speak. (laughs) Oh man, that's just awesome. They deserve it. (laughs) The big question is: Can we expect the same thing out of the Cowboys? (laughs) Oh man, I'm glad you did that laughter track. (laughs) I, I'm I'm already setting myself up for disappointment. I watched it. I watched these two games 
yesterday, and uh, I was like, man, all right, you know, stars came close, the Mavericks are in it. Could this, could this be the moment, or the season, the Cowboys get to, you know, potentially the Super Bowl? And I just have to laugh at myself because I don't know, you know, I want them to do so good, but then yet yeah, it's like the logical side of you is like, don't be dumb. Like, you know what the team is right now. What are you thinking? I'm going to ask you guys this, and you know I'm not, you know my baseball allegiance is a little further north and east of here. Uh, is there a team up there? There is. There, there is? There's a team up north? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think the Cowboys are becoming the new Texas Rangers? Oh, man. That's a, That's a deep question. Mm. Yeah. And I don't mean that maliciously. You I'm mean just like looking with, at the numbers. With Ryan and Pudge that we used to have back in the day, and you know they were hitting hard, and, mm-hmm. and then ever since kind of post mm-hmm. that era, it's, it's just kind of... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, they did go to the World Series in what was it, two thousand seven and eight, maybe nine, against the Cardinals and lost both of those. But since then, it's been dismal. This is this is a slightly off topic from your question, but if we just stop giving away all of our good players, exactly. But to answer your question, maybe so. Maybe, maybe look at the so. records. Yeah, I mean, I you'll have a good year here and there, but it's rare. And you'll have some good games, but then it's yeah. it's not consistent, right? Because they beat Boston seven one yesterday, yeah. and you know they were pretty dominant. But, but that's not the typical Ranger experience. <laughs> right. Well, and heck, they beat the uh, the Yankees the other day. They did. They did, which is also not common for them. But yeah, we thought we'd let them have one. Yeah. My cons- my concern is what are they doing different than you know other than repeating the last couple. You know, seasons. I don't see anything different. Yeah, I, that's my issue. I just I, I don't see any big change that gives me any hope of them pulling. You know, to the top. I, there's no big movements that have happened, whether that's from a management, you know, adjustment or player adjustments or both. But I just don't see what decisions we made in the draft or currently in preseason where we can look at that and go, all right, there's there's a strong potential here. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Very little, if any, improvement, either short term or long term. Yeah. All it's right. T- tough. Tough being a sports fan here. It yeah, is. it is. All right. Real estate. A lot going on in the market. It's, it's busy. It is. It's different type of busy. Yeah. Yeah. So Wilson, we had an open house in Salina. Uh, two weeks ago, and price point was listed at eight hundred grand in, I would say, one of the most desirable neighborhoods in Salina. Absolutely, one, one of the top two, top three. Yep, um, it's very predominant, well known uh, location. So you, you get so much. The amenities out there are, are just great. You know, and I think it said something like eighty. Tell me, 80, is it 80 or 18? I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Miles of walking trails. Um, it's currently 18. 18. And then they're going to be expanding another phase where okay. it'll open up an additional, I think, 10 or 12 more miles. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's really neat for walkers and joggers yeah. and bike riders yeah. and kids. They've got pools. They've got a private lake. There's even an island you can go out and get on in yeah. one oh, of those wow. private lakes. It's a great, great neighborhood. Yeah. 
And the HOA, I think, on average, is like 120 bucks a month. 135 a month, yeah, yeah. if I remember. Okay. And they, they mow your front yard. Oh, and wow. you get the, uh, the, you know, the workout facility, the pools. There's, I think, four or five pools. Um, so, it, I mean, you can justify it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think the neighborhoods, I've got to say, the neighborhoods are probably well laid out because this open house that, that we did is a one-story. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the backyard, there's not a single second-story house that looks into your backyard. I don't know if it's designed that way, but I usually point that out to my buyers. Let's go in the backyard. If you wanted to lay out here and, and get a tan, that person might be looking at you. That person might be looking at you. But in this particular house, Brandon and Bobby, we did not have that because there were all either one stories or the second floor was not the second floor window was not on the second floor. If that makes any sense, it was yeah. like a great room, and that was a window up in the, at the top of the great room. That makes sense. Yeah. So how was the how was the foot traffic? And give, foot. give me your opinion on why it was or wasn't uh, a certain size. You know, Bobby and I has have done many open houses uh, these past couple of months, and we're both just super busy with clients at the same time. We're talking the whole two hours. We're describing the house. We're answering questions. I mean, when we get done, when we close that door, usually 30 minutes after the open house cl- ends, yeah. we are exhausted. Mm-hmm. This oh, yeah. time, we had about eight couples come in and two agents come in uh one agent was there with their um clients looking at the house for the second time one agent was a videoing for an out of state out of state client for them um we got some good comments everybody loved the layout um obviously the homeowners had done real well in designing that home because Mm -hmm. the counter space wow you probably could have set Oh, easily 12 people around the counter space. But the way it was laid out, you didn't have a place for a a dinette or anything like that, but you had counter space. Mm -hmm. And it was a real intimate way of of designing the kitchen and the eating area. So I love that. That's neat. Um, The master was apart from all the other bedrooms. Um, You had a guest room that had an ensuite bathroom. That's really nice to have when you have guests in. Uh, the homeowners had built a great, great back patio. I mean, and it was huge. There was two sitting areas back there. Oh, wow. One was undercover. You could watch the TV that they had out there, or you could sit out in a more open type area and just kind of sit around and talk and maybe have a, a, a fire out there. Great backyard, nice fence. Um, the house faced south, so that limits some of the um, cultures from buying that house and that's understandable mm-hmm. but um every one of these couples that came in uh, every one of these parties that came in and toured the house they just they said that they're glad they came out because the pictures did not do it justice and i know we you know we have great photographers take pictures for our mls mm-hmm. you know yeah. listings but that particular house you had to get you had to walk it and get a feel for it i completely agree on the photos i looked at them and i was like man this house is some houses, it's just hard to capture the mm-hmm. magnitude yeah. of a home on a photo. Yeah. This is a 3,000-square-foot, one-story home. I mean, it, it's a lot of house. That is, yeah. It felt like a lot. I mean, it felt like it had a really big footprint. You know, the garage is really nice. One side was super deep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they, you could put two cars there, but you could put a motorcycle up there or some sort of work area up there. Parking limo there. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you had plenty of room for a pool in the backyard, but yeah, it was it was a great house. I mean, um, one couple said they were looking to downsize. Um, I said, wow, if you're downsizing to this, you must be in something really big, but they had a, a lot of kids. Yeah. So great house. Um, just just loved it. It was it was, it was a pleasure. And, and, you know, I didn't have to work too hard to sell it. The house sold itself. That's awesome. Mm. So rates, um, that's a big topic that we have, I would say, almost talked about it at least a little bit on every episode since this year. Um, but they have skyrocketed. They have. Uh, what are we at, five and a half right now? Five and a half, um, yeah. You know, prime is at three, three percent, and usually uh, a good uh, bank will uh, add an additional two hundred basis points to that. Sometimes two fifty. So yeah, we're we're up at five, five and a half percent. Um, smaller lenders are are up in the five and three quarter percent. I mean, it's 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 ugly. And it's probably going to keep going up too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, off air we were talking about rates. And I think you had mentioned the '90s is the last time we saw yeah. saw interest rates to this, yeah. you know, floating around here. So when people, you know, when you hear those rates, it's not just a little bit. You know, it's it's a significant adjustment. And for for people that are listening about how rates work, um, and we've talked talked about it before, your interest rate affects your purchase power. Mm-hmm. So if you're approved for let's say a million dollar home at you know two and a half percent, and then you wait, and they jump to five percent, <laughs> you've literally lost half your purchase power. Yep. Yeah. And what does that mean when I say purchase power? Well, if you're approved for a million bucks at this interest rate, that means now you're only approved for you know seven or eight hundred grand because the interest rates have gone up, so your debt to income has changed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you can offset that. By putting more cash down, right? Which we are seeing now, people putting more cash down on deals because they do, they're trying to lower their monthly payment, mm-hmm. or you know, to be frank, I'm seeing just a lot more all cash offers. Exactly, I see a lot of people yeah. just saying, "I'm just going to pay cash for the yep. deal. I'm not going to not going to get a loan." I've got several clients that are fortunate enough to be that way. Yeah. So, again, in you know the structure of an all cash deal is there's no appraisal. That's right. So you can be pretty aggressive with it, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, okay, so home values, the market, the way it is now. We're sitting in the middle of May, fixing to approach the summer. That's madness for real estate. Yeah. So everything, you know, the most volume happens during this quarter of the year. Really explodes. It does. Uh, what do y'all anticipate as far as the growth and the pricing? I think summer will tick up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and then I think it'll cool off probably in the fall some. Uh, in the summer, just because that's that's what summer is, it, it heats yeah. up literally and figuratively. Yeah, and then, um, but with interest rates the way they are, my prediction is this summer's not going to be as hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry to say that, but not as hot as they have been in years past. I, yeah, I agree with that. I I doubt that we're going to see people. Uh, houses go for, you know, twelve percent over list price because uh, the there's going to be less people 
being able to purchase uh, uh, right now just because of the interest rates. Uh, you know, people with kids, it's going to be, or young couples with kids, it's going to be really hard for them to be all cash or to put as much down as they, you know, need to to be able to lower that interest rate uh, and still have any kind of money in the rainy day fund. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm betting that it's that we're going to not see quite as many, um, you know, just ludicrously overpriced bids. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's hard to predict how many more people are m- still moving in from out of state. I mean, we still mm-hmm. see minimum two or three of those in, at any given open yeah. house. Yeah. I was at an event with my wife in Florida about a month ago, and I talked to a California couple who's interested in coming to Texas. Side note, Wilson likes to travel, if y'all have not, <laughs> not grasped that concept yet. Wilson... Does like to travel. Just want to let that be known. <laughs> just, just as an extent to that, an airline has actually given his wife an airplane with her name on it. Yes, yes, uh, and that that is a that is a serious fact. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. a real airplane, but a but one that she can put on her desk and is still pretty sweet looking. It is. It is. She she the other day she said, "Who can I give this to?" I said, "Nobody. It's got your name on it. It's yours." Yeah, someone with her same name, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, um, people are moving here from California. You know, that's that's the state that that you know contributes more to Texas. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, I'm not I'm not going to say that about Californians, but there's some good good people out there. Yeah, and then this is still a great place to live. Yeah, um, you know, we're business friendly. A lot of businesses move here, and as an effect, that's why the employees move here. That's why we're getting a big influx okay. now with interest rates going up. You know, that affects not only home buyers, that affects businesses too. Yeah. You know, because businesses borrow money to leverage what they go, can go out and do. Mm-hmm. And if you run up, you know, if a business runs up a line of credit to buy inventory, they're paying more for that in yeah. interest. That's a good point. Because they, they, the way you price a line of credit is it floats. It's not like a mortgage where you have set payments. Yeah. A, a, a line of credit is like a credit card. Mm-hmm. And that, that rate floats up and down. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's interesting though to that point on the on the commercial lending, you know, when those manufacturers or those companies are are drawing on their line of credit to produce you know product X Y Z, they've got to pass that cost sure. along to the consumer, you know, market. You, yeah. you know, they're not going to reduce their net profit. So yeah. think about that, you know, and then. <laughs> You know, add inflation to it. So, I mean, and then product shortage. I mean, it's, it, you know, right now in the market, it's very dicey. It is. Very dicey is the the word I'm going to use. There's a lot of tension in the world today. You Uh know, uh, my wife is in the electronics business and we are very concerned about, you know, the only place where semiconductors come from is Taiwan. Yeah. That's very scary. So, you know, we're trying to get more more fabs built here in the States so that we're not so dependent upon one country. Makes sense. Yep. Um, and what will help with that, not to get off on a political soapbox, but <laughs> if we start incentivizing taxes for companies here to manufacture. Yeah. And we, and we, we start, we stop our outsourcing. It will help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just it's simple economics, I'm not even getting political. It's just, it's simple. Bring economics. it back home. Yeah. You do that, you know, Hey, we're already paying a lot for stuff now. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be a sticker shock. All right, yeah. just that's yeah. true. You know, bring it home. That's true. Uh, 
That helps everybody. I mean, that helps the local economies when you do stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I love that Tesla has moved to Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. that's great for Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. maybe we can all get a ride on that rocket ship sometime. Yeah, I'm just yeah. glad. I'm glad you saved Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Um, but in regards to prices, so in the first quarter of this year, on one of our a couple of our episodes, we were debating: Is this the market? Is is it going to recorrect? Is our prices going to come back down? Is this just a glimpse of what we're seeing because of all the relos? Because you know, at that time, we don't we didn't really have a a good you know uh, track of history with these amount of purchases. It was kind of new, right? Yeah. And I can sit here and definitively say that this is it, baby. I mean, this is this is the new norm. Mm-hmm. This is the cost per square foot. Yeah. Uh, $400 a square foot is not exclusive anymore to Highland Park. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collin County has many homes yep. that are being sold at that rate. And I say the word sold, not advertised, actually yeah. closed, appraised, yes. and sold. Yes. And on that note, all of those uh, prices, the, the sold prices are quite substantially higher than the advertised price. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I love, I, I laugh because some neighborhoods... You know, when they advertise what the prices are to, to get into that, that, you know, that development, it'll <laughs> say from the like 400s or from the 500s, uh-huh. but it really is like, if they say from the 500s, it really is like five, nine, 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 nine. So my, oh, I mean, yeah. it's right under that six mark mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, gosh, you see a guy out there changing those numbers. Like you see it at a gas station, man, they should, <laughs> there's, there are still some signs up in Krugerville, uh, on 377, that uh, that say starting in the low three hundreds, no, no, not anymore. The, and, and that that sign is is less than a year old, and it's like you you need to just take that down because that at this point that is blatant false advertising. Yeah, hey, I'm here for those homes. I'll buy them all right now. Where are they? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, well, we don't have any yet because they don't exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's crazy is with the the way that prices have been going up, even at that five nine 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 uh, price point. The moment that you actually close on that house, you know, after six months to a year of it being built, you're closing with nearly $100,000 in equity. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of price and builders, I've never been more serious about having an agent when it comes to new builds than I have this year because prior to all this madness, let's back up two or three years, builders were defined by their quality. And what their mm-hmm. build out was, and their prices followed as such. Mm-hmm. And we knew that if we had a home buyer that was in this bracket of you know purchase power, there was always going to be those standard you know builder ABC in that bracket. And then you know went to this price point, and you had these other builders, right? I mean, it was kind of in their groups, and they built in that range, and that was something that we were accustomed to. And so, I mean, it was to the point where someone said, "Here's my budget, and I want to look at this builder." I could already say, "No reason they don't build in that price point." Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. build in this, you know. And so now I am seeing the builders that usually build in the two to 300,000 try to build in the sevens. Right. Yeah. And it's just not there. It doesn't work. It's not there. The, 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 when you go into a home, okay, and I'll, I'll share an experience with you two weeks ago. Uh, I've got a, a home buyer that we're looking in, uh, kind of north of Salina area for an acre lot. 
and you know, their ceiling's a million bucks. You know, hence the you know, size of the lot. You know, you got the cost there. And we walked into a home that was, you know, nine, low nines. Never heard of the builder before. So, you know, and then I researched them and they build under an umbrella company, which I'm not going to name the company because people would know the builder. But that main company builds $300,000 homes. They're a mass, mass track builder. Oh, no. And so they, you know, spun off and made another company to build, you know, almost a million dollar home. And we walk through there. God is my witness. We have seen apartments nicer. Okay. I'm dead serious. And we could, you know, for, for example, this home, almost a million bucks, no dining room. Wow. Really? Who, who, yeah. Who's going to, who's going to do that? What, what was the square footage? Like 3,800 square feet. And no formal uh, dining room. No, no dining room. I don't understand that. Or you can change the office into the dining room. I'm like, no, you should have both. Yeah. yeah. For almost a million dollars, you should have both because that's what's standard in our market. And yeah, we, we left there scratching our heads. And this wasn't, I, I held back my thoughts and opinions. And I let my, my buyer speak to me first. And they pretty much echoed everything I was thinking. Like, what? just ha- like what is this the crazy thing is they're all sold man and so i'm telling everyone when you're buying a new home you need to have a real estate agent educating you on the different type of options that you've got out there now we love yeah. all builders we support all the builders but again there are builders that build in certain price points and certain products and you need to know what to expect for where your dollar can take you. And that's what we're there to educate you on. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go through a new house, you should be able to look at your agent and go for a million bucks. Is, is this your, is this what we should expect? We don't know. We don't see a lot of homes. Is this standard? Right. Right. Do, are we not? Oh, and by the way, it had no fence. The fence was optional. Oh no, really? (laughs) I'm not making this up, brother. Yeah. You had the option to have a fence. We're going to have to talk offline about this building. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's. And I laughed. I thought he was joking, the salesperson. I said, no, I was like, no, really? What, what kind of, what kind of fence do y'all have? He's like, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's optional. I said, and you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. My goodness. Million bucks. He's like, yeah, yeah. It, some people, you know, they're, I'm like, no, dude, listen, no one's okay. with not having a fence with a million dollar no, home. No, not at all. I don't know who's told you this. No. And That's so we went, absurd. you know, five minutes on, you know, from that location and bought one for about 900 grand that had solid core doors, mm. hand scraped hardwood floors, luxury granite, you know, level three sheetrock, uh, just beautiful build, four car garage. Oh, wow. Uh, game room, media room, eight, it had a dining room and it had an office and an office. Yep. Yep. Separate from each other. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you know, it was a no brainer. Big question. Did, did you already say that it had a fence? It did have a fence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Rod iron. Ooh, sweet. Uh, yeah. So, so when you go to a home, ask your, ask yourself, where is my money going? Can I justify or can I find where the dollars have been spent in the home? Touch yeah. the cabinets. You know, are they made of particle board and MDF, or are they, you know, solid oak? Look at where the money is going. Is this a build that has been 
built for this price range, or is this a uh, you know something that is just blatantly taking advantage of the um, lack of inventory in the market? I take I, number two. I guarantee oh, no. that that first home that y'all looked at that <clears throat> that's just the reason why those homes are sold is because of the lack of inventory and the lack of uh, um, education from the realtor to the to the buyer. Ding ding ding. So. Yes, but I'll go a step further, and it's going to really tick you off. So in this development, prior to this builder coming in there and acquiring, let's say there was 50 lots, so they acquired 23. The other, you know... 27. uh, 27, thank you, Wilson. (laughs) uh, Were one-off customs each. So it was like you could bring a custom builder. There's two to four million dollar homes in there with fences, and I mean just beautiful builds. And then this unnamed builder came in and bought up the rest, and are basically building a product that has no resemblance of any other home in there. And yeah, that's got a stink for the people who oh, built the custom homes. I'm telling you right now, it's not good. Well, even the ones that are there, I mean, they're going to say, "Wow, I could have gotten something like that." Yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to be disappointed. It, it whenever I think whenever the inventory doesn't match in a neighborhood, it's it's kind of it has to be complimentary. Yeah, it has to yeah. be exactly. It has to you know that's why it's you got to have some kind of order. Yes, and that's why I always tell everyone. It, one of the things I advise you on if you go into a luxury neighborhood and there's no HOA architect committee hmm. that approves right. the builders, I wouldn't do it because you never know what could come through there. Yeah, and again, there's a market. And there's a, there's a product for everybody. But it has to follow the status quo of the kind of development because, you know, you don't want to be the other side of that coin. You know, that's right. You just don't. So yeah. a lot of stuff changing right now. A lot of different dynamics. And again, with this market, there's a lot of people that have flown into town that I've never heard of. Yeah. Builder wise. Oh, okay. Like new names. I'm just like, I've never, you know, I mean, they could do a great job. You know, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying I've never heard of them. Well, and I'm sure that they're, you know, much like the whole influencer uh, type thing, the moment that the whole YouTube thing started getting big, uh, now that now that homes are selling for such ludicrous prices, there's probably builders just popping up, say, you know, contractors, you know, plumbers who have friends who are electricians and stuff saying, yeah, we could we could do this. We can, we can just get a brick guy and we can throw this together. We all know how to do sheet rock. You know, it'll, it'll look fine enough. Yeah. Yeah. This is a crazy time. Um, it's a time, you know, to what you said, Brandon, you got to have an agent because if you're, if you don't have someone that you can follow and, and trust, you might get taken advantage of. Sure. You oh, know, and, and this goes for out of state people. My wife and I, Tanya and I, we didn't use an agent when we built our first house. Now, thank goodness everything worked out well. Yeah. The, the construction was good. The, they finished on time. It was a quality house, thank goodness. But I see so many times where I'm with one of my clients. True story. We had five final walkthroughs, oh. this client of mine. And finally I said, we need to find someone else. This is not going to be your house. Yeah. I got her escrow money back, and we went and found one that was almost completed by another builder, and that's her house today. Mm. Sometimes wow. you just have to have that kind of advice and listen to your agent. Yeah. Well, I mean, otherwise, how are you going to know like what's what's standard or not? Like, you know, if if that if you, if that client hadn't had you there, they probably would have thought, oh, I guess this many walkthroughs is just how it goes, right. I suppose. But I mean, the three of us sitting around this table, we do this 
all day, every day. Yeah. We notice the fine things. Would a client stare, you know, at the floor and see if the floor matched where the molding did it come up to the molding throughout that whole room? No, that's what we do. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we had to have redone on that particular house or asked to have redone. Yeah. You know, we pay attention to all the details, get them all done. Mm-hmm. And there are agents out there, they're just trying to sell you. They're just yeah. trying to get that commission check and mm-hmm. they don't care. You know, we, we care. Yeah. Yep. We've got your best interest. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this week's podcast. I am excited to have everyone back. Good to yeah. be back. It's yes. So good. And for the next podcast, your family is going to be a little bigger. Yeah, that's right. We have a little girl coming in the next forty-eight hours. Yay! I know. That's pretty exciting. Crawford's going to have a little sister. I know. Yep. It's a uh, fun times ahead. What a blessing. Yeah. yeah, we've got a lot of pastel colors right now in my life. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of pinks oh, and florals and all that stuff. You're going to go be picking out little dresses pretty soon. Yeah, no, I'm buying more guns right now is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm thinking long term here. Yeah, make sure that uh, that if she ever brings a date home, she yeah. knows exactly what time she's going to she's going to be home she won't and, uh, she knows better it won't it was just yeah that's yeah. forward thinking right there i see it. i'm getting prepared i'm buying the yeah i get invest in the future that's yeah. right that's right i already got my my uh, my room set up to be the ra in college with her i'm, I'm gonna be the prom limo driver i'm just gonna nice. buy a limo that way i'm like hey i got it don't worry about it you know i'll, I'll go in on that with you that's what i'm saying you know, i like that Wait, why did you say you go in with me on that? Because I'd just love to have access to a limo every once in a while. I thought you weren't. Are you, are you putting something down we're not picking up? No, no. I just I just want access to a limo. and uh, <laughs> It can be less expensive for both of us if yeah. two people are buying it. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. You can use the limo. Be a community one. It cannot be a forerunner limo. That's right. <laughs> they make Hummer ones. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, I look forward to it, and I will see everyone next week. Sounds great. See ya. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.